All right, well, for my uh, good, I'm going to have to pick Delaware to win this whole thing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dragon's Cast. Tonight, on a special Monday night recording, pre-tournament recording, we've got uh, Bill this evening. How are you doing, Bill? Doing good. Anthony. Anthony, we're coming off a 3-0 week. Are you psyched? Feeling spectacular. I'm not creeped out by that at all. Leon, Leon, how you doing? I, I'm I'm trying to drum up the anger because that's what we need over here. You know, I'm I don't care about the three and out. Thank you. I'm I'm, picked, I'm doing an O. I feel O and three. You should feel O and three. That's how we need to go into this week. Listen, when we brought the hate last week, did you see what happened? when We brought the hate last week. Do you see what happened coming off the one and three weekend? All right, brought the hate, three and O week. All right, we need a five and O weekend next weekend. All right, bring the heat. Kick out the love. Let's go. We've got uh, it's tourney time. It's tourney time, and I'm excited about it. I will do a quick rundown of the week behind us. We can be happy for that, and then we can uh, can turn our our attention towards the upcoming looming trips to the District of Columbia. Uh, we'll talk about the ladies uh, tournament next week. So, talking about, uh, we'll start with with the men. Um, that was almost a basketball game. Uh, almost a basketball game. The Northeastern. Uh, I think a couple of the guys on the team got on the bus. I know Bill Cohn was there because he was John with the referee, which is unlike him. Uh, but really a, a fairly atrocious performance by Northeastern. Um, I believe Drexel uh, has won the last five straight against the fighting Bill Cones. So for everybody who believe, who serves at the uh, chapel of Mr. Cohn, Zach Spiker's getting the right end of that one. Um, Bill, what did you see when you caught, you know, I don't know, five minutes of this game was probably enough. I mean... It's nice to watch a beating. Uh, this is what this game, what this game was. I mean, getting Amari back is huge. Obviously, the defense has completely changed with him out there. I think that's very apparent to everyone, anyway. Um, but you can see it here, as opposed to our uh, previous games. Just having him out there, he just um, you know really prevents teams from coming inside, uh, which will be huge to have him in the tournament. Um, other things I saw: Yame continuing to produce at a high level. Obviously, this guy is extremely valuable to the team, and I think having him as the number one scorer makes things easier for other people um, and opens things up, just having him be able to attack the hoop as well. Um, and I, what I really like to see besides those two is uh, Okros was aggressive in this game. He came out and he was, you know, at least I think it was the second half maybe where he was a little bit more aggressive, but he came out and really put together a nice 10 points that, you know, we didn't necessarily need in this game, but I would still like to see him um, you know, going at the hoop and firing up shots when he had them, um, which he hasn't always done this season. So hopefully he can continue with that. Yeah, the threes he took I thought were decisive, right? They were um, somewhat contested. You know, the contest was coming out quickly anyway. And uh, he, he caught the ball and ripped. It was kind of old school look to it. He also went to the basket a couple of times, and so did Luke House, which was great to see. Created some easy buckets. Um, somebody besides Yami going to the basket. Really nice. Uh, Anthony, I know you were over there. Um, you catch anything that, that Bill missed? Can't really add too much. I, I it was a dominant performance. I, I know that even teams that we have looked good against this year in the second meeting, sometimes we've struggled. I don't know if we just have this team's number or, or they're just really not very good. But I mean, our fifth leading scorer scored more than all but one player on Northeastern's team. So I mean, we. You know, we shot fifty-six percent from the floor. Um, 
Amari had 9, 11, 5, 4, and 1 in just over half a basketball game, 25 minutes, um, which is nice, too, because you didn't have to overwork him in his first game back. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, good way to end the season. Uh, only one conference home loss. Clinch that five seed to, you know, take it out of the hands of A&T uh, for Saturday. So, uh, yeah, great win. Well, it was a beating, I think. It just it just made you feel like the what we left on the table, you know, feel worse about what we could have potentially left on the table. This fifth seed, we locked it in. You're right, Anthony, but that that fourth seed is so close. You can smell it. And if we just did some things differently, you know, and, and because of how we played on that, on that uh, on, against Northeastern with a squad that was maybe not our best five, uh, we and still put up and put on a beatdown. I feel like the potential of what we could have been this season, I think, just uh, hurts a little bit more. So I think that's what I've been using to fuel my hate. And if 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 this was last week, Leon, I would say the exact same thing. But I am taking a more positive approach. That's not good, Anthony. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> You can do that in the recap, Anthony, the recap as we look back, not as we look forward. Um, no, I mean, Northeastern had won two games in a row, and that was two garbage teams at home um, before they came to us. So it wasn't like they were getting steamrolled coming in. And then uh, they did go get steamrolled coming out. They, they went up to Hofstra after us and lost by 30. So not great. Um, listen, they're clearly bad. Uh, I wouldn't mind. They're on the other side of the bracket, so we're not going to see them, um, barring a, a, a miracle. Um, we'll get to that bracket in a minute, but, um, yeah, there's just trouble up there. There's trouble up there. It was nice though to take care of business because we've seen some teams we should have taken care of business against, even at home, making it closer. I think about Elon to open up the conference season. That game was more closer than it needed to be in a few others. So took care of business where we needed to, and, and it, we're just a different team. I know we haven't covered the Yame Butler story yet. Um, you know, this year, uh, he's, he's, he really seems to be emerging and we should talk about him a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's it's nice to see us be able to stomp on somebody. So we'll, we'll turn to the conference. We'll look forward, get our anger together uh, in a moment. Well, let's talk about the 2-0 women's weekend real quick. And the ladies, it was Hofstra. Sorry. Yeah, I have that right. It's Hofstra. And uh, William and Mary, Anthony, and um, a decisive week of basketball. They, they never really looked in trouble in, in, in either game, correct? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um... Hofstra is one of the weaker teams in the conference. Um, not our best offensive outing, um, only 58 points, but uh, defensively, uh, we definitely slammed the door. Hofstra had 34 points, um, only hit double digits in one quarter. Uh, so we pretty much had our way with them uh, up there. Another 10 assists from Mara Hendrickson. Kashana led the way as usual with 21 points. Not the most efficient night for her. She went 0 for 5 from 3. I mean, one thing to speak about, speaking of three-pointers, Drexel as a team shot 0 for 8, 0% from 3, and we won by 24 points. Uh, so, you know, when that happens, uh, you know, it's it's a pretty pretty good sign. But a win they needed just to keep the pace. Um, I was much more concerned with the William & Mary game, considering that they had beaten us. Um down in Williamsburg uh, last month. Um, but I thought we played a lot better in, in this rematch. Um, 
we never really pulled away. Uh, I think actually it was fairly close within a possession or two after three quarters. Um, but we did enough, uh, you know, to keep them at arm's reach and, and eventually close it out. Uh, a little bit more of a balanced effort scoring. Kashana had 20. I think at this point she sits 10 points shy of breaking the single season record, uh, which will hopefully come on Saturday. Um, in the regular season, which is incredible. Um, but huge win just to get the split of that season series and effectively eliminate William and Mary from the running, uh, of the teams that are bunched together tied for second place. Uh, we're a game and a half ahead of Towson who we split with Northeastern who we split with Stony Brook who we swept. So I think they're kind of out of it barring some type of, three-way tie or more scenario, uh, and then A&T, who we play on Saturday. So, uh, obviously, everybody else in the conference has to play on Thursday, uh, and we'll see if anybody eliminates themselves with a loss. But uh, that game against A&T more than likely is going to end up being for the uh, one seed and the outright uh, regular season title. So, uh, another big one. Tough to know what to make of it, too, in terms of previewing it just because they haven't been in the conference before. I don't know really what to make of them. I don't know if I'm more concerned than I was against William & Mary going in or not, but, um, you know, just uh, hopefully we can get as much support as we can. I'll be there on Saturday. I know, obviously, the the men are playing at the same time pretty much, so uh, it's going to be tough for people to kind of split attention, but. Yeah, I wonder. I imagine the band will be there, but I don't even know that that's true. Um, should have asked somebody. Um, yeah, it's a big spot. You're hoping, I think, if they do lose, that Stony Brook ends up tied somehow, and it's a three-way ties. Um, once you get to multiple team ties in this EA, it goes to the combined head-to-head record. So that 2-0 and Stony Brook would give a lot of weight towards a tiebreaker for the Dragons. Um, that said, take care of business at home. They've done it all year. Save one game. Uh, especially right going into the tournament, this is the time to get it right. Uh, we also had some big milestones in the women's program this week, right? Um, we had Kishana Washington of the 2,000 points. I have done the math. I don't think she's going to get to 1,000 in one season. Um, but she'll get close. She will get close. She's going to get eight, eight, 900 points this year, um, which is, yeah, that's insane. Um, and then Maura Hendrickson, I believe, moved into the top 10, if I read this tweet correctly, the top 10 all-time in CAA assist. Um, which is pretty cool. That's a, that's a big deal. So congratulations. Uh, those two just continue to rewrite the record books together. And it's funny because it's right. It's, it's more assisting Kashana. So it just, it's this kind of beautiful thing. It's so fun to watch. Uh, they make it look really easy. It's not that easy, especially when you know the, the amount of attention Kishana gets to, to find her with these passes and, and everything else. It's, it's pretty neat. All right. Anything else uh, as we look forward to the week ahead, Anthony on the ladies side? I mean, just A&T. That's it. They got the bye on Thursday. Yeah, they clinched the bye with that win against William and Mary. Um, you know, uh, Friday afternoon. I guess it would be the noon start if they can win on Saturday and get get that one seed, um, which would certainly be helpful. Uh, it's kind of a crapshoot as to you know, it's it's still way too early to look at seeding. I mean, just because there's it's there's such a hodgepodge, and you know pretty much every team one through six uh, is going to be a tough out uh, one way or the other. Um, so 
Uh, I don't think there'd be anybody that I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely would rather play this team rather than this team. I mean, maybe you want to, I mean, obviously you want to avoid Towson, uh, who's playing at home, uh, as long as you, as long as you can. But, um, I think it's going to be a battle, uh, one way or the other. It's going to be a, it should be a pretty competitive tournament. All right. Um, well, that takes us to the men's tournament, the men's tournament down in DC starting this weekend on Saturday, two 30 for the Drexel men. Um, and the start times were they to go all four games and let's not even discuss that, but where they go, it would be two 30, two 30, six and seven for the four start times Saturday to Monday, Saturday to Tuesday. Um, so primarily afternoon before it shifts to the evenings later on in the weekend. Um, let's open up with this. They got the bracket they wanted. Um, I, I said this, um, we have two podcasts this week. I said this in the other one. But I talked to old friend Alan Boston, um, you know, one of the uh, guys who um, used to help me out with the blog, um, made a career out of wagering on college basketball. And I said, who you got, um, Charleston or Hofstra? And he said, it's Charleston or Towson. Now, this was before the bracket. This was, this was a week or two ago. This was before the bracket was drawn. But to him, he thought Hofstra was a distant third behind those two, um, which I thought was an interesting take. Um so Hofstra, obviously the one seed, and on our side of the bracket, um, that you do that and you say UNCW is the clear fourth of those four. You know, I think they're clearly behind the other three. And you go, we maybe got the two weakest top seeds on our side of the bracket. Um, so that's that's pretty nice. Um, Did he say why he didn't feel like Hofstra was up there, Dan? I'm not going to lie. I was late for a meeting, Bill. Um, so we got off the phone pretty quick after that. Um it was an impromptu phone call, but uh, no. I mean, he likes Charleston a lot um, by comparison, put it that way. And he thinks Towson's pretty good. Uh, Towson's just listen. They've got they've got what you want this time of year, which is they got stars, they got dudes, and they got uh, they're they're veterans, they're fifth year guys. So what's not to like? You know, I get that. Um, Charleston's got a lot going for it from the way they play and the fact that they're going to have. 10 guys playing, nine guys playing, which means not a lot of minutes on any one guy, which is good when you're playing three in three days. Um, and then the style is just different in the whole thing. Um, but Hofstra's got dudes too. And they've, I think they got the best set of guards. So really it's, I think any of those guys that are in play, I don't think Wilmington really is. Um, I think the third best team going in here, the fourth best team going in here is Drexel. And I'm angry. I'm angry that we are the five seed. I really am. I mean, I, I, it's the difference to me between the chance. A legi- I think they had a leg- legitimate chance with the way this bracket is set up. If they were the fourth, we play on Tuesday night. And for me, this is always, if you get to Tuesday night, anything can happen. So I think with how banged up this team is, nobody's ever won four in four days, right? So let's start with that. But assume it's possible because teams have gotten there. They, they've played four to get there to the finals. They've done it as seven and eight seeds. Um, but we're just so banged up. That I, I do. I think that extra game, even though it's just Monmouth or Hampton, um, is is a real real significant penalty for. And it tells you we just need to do better. I look back at I don't look at the UNCW game. I do, but the Stony Brook game, you know, the Elon game, not showing up to A and T, you know, all that crap from the beginning of the year. So I'm angry. I think they got something to prove. I really, I like, I do. I, I it's it's crazy that team that was picked. I think we were picked sixth or seventh in the league. Um, that I'd be angry about not being in the top four. 
But I think the talent they showed, they're better than they were, than they were picked preseason. You know, nobody, nobody's literally believed in them all year long. I don't think Zach Spiker's got a lot of believers either, internally or externally. So I, I do. I think this team's got something to prove still. And I think they have the talent to do it down there. But I just think four games and four games is four games and four days is a problem. Did, did you just say just Hampton and just Monmouth? I did. Because I, I don't like that dismissive tone, Dan. Uh, it doesn't bode well for us usually. So, uh, and any any team outside, any team that we face outside of the DAC this year is a formidable foe as far as I'm concerned. And this, these, this tournament, unfortunately, is not inside the DAC. So, uh, you know, uh, it's hard for me to look past that 230 game. Banged up at, you know, the... Being banged up is definitely a huge factor, uh, but also the you know to Anthony's point that he was making last time, uh, it's a team that's consistently been inconsistent. So we don't know who's going to show up or what's going to happen. So it's uh, it's really hard. I'm, I'm glad we got like the the bracket with the UNCW and uh, Hofstra. Although I think Hofstra to me, I felt like Hofstra is a is a really tough foe. Uh, it's it's a team that we don't match up well against. I would agree. They're really on the Hofstra. Element, I, I'd rather play Charleston and Hofstra personally, or anyone else really. I just think their guards are too much for us, especially when we're down our point guards. But we need to get to that point first, so I'm I'm good with the side of the bracket run for for that. As far as facing, you know, Monmouth and Hampton, that's 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 about the best draw you're going to get. Um, you know, I'm not extremely confident in in anything either. Um, but having Amari uh, playing alongside Yame. Um, I think we'll hopefully push us past at least that first game. Um, so uh, I'd like to be a little optimistic, but I'd still, I, like like you said, we're a little like, we're inconsistent. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens there. I agree with you guys. Uh, to me, Hofstra's just the best team in this conference. I, I I don't. Granted, I you know I haven't watched maybe as much as others, but you know I've seen Hofstra play against us and saw them beat Charleston at Charleston when they were 18th in the country. Uh, and the only other time I watched Charleston is when they looked decidedly average at the deck uh, and, and Towson, not that they're not formidable, but I, I just think Hofstra's got the best player in the conference. Uh, and, and like you said, Bill, the matchup is, is, is not great, which, which kind of brings me to a, a question I want to throw around to the group uh, in terms of expectations for this tournament. Um, obviously nobody knows anything, but just in terms of how you'll feel based on what result we have here. So, I mean, if we're, uh, are we definitely all disappointed with a loss to either Hampton or Monmouth? Are we also disappointed, uh, to lose to Wilmington? Uh, are we fine with losing to Hofstra in a semifinal? Um, you know, what are, you know, the expectations for, for everybody uh, in terms of where they'd be satisfied and, and where they wouldn't. Obviously, we want them to win uh, as much as they possibly can, but uh, what's acceptable in your eyes? I, I think acceptable would be, I guess, just winning the Saturday game. Uh, I would be elated if we made it past UNCW or the second round. Expect. But that, some of that also has to do with who all return. I, like, I don't know what the latest with Justin is. I know Amari we're expecting to be have back, uh, depending on the team. If, uh, if, we have, if we're back uh, with everybody, uh, then I would say 
we should get past that second game. But if not, I'd be happy if we make the second game competitive and just, you know, get ready for next. Like, we, we sh- and we were talking a little bit before we started, but we should be kind of the class of next year, right? The 23-24, we should be up there. So uh, as long as we retain our talent, that is. Yeah, never count on anything in the offseason. And I will be angry at myself, Leon. Um, I should not have uh, taken Mammoth or Hampton for granted. Um, and I, I did, for what it's worth, when I we made the other pod, I made it very clear we've lost every team at the bottom of the standings. So we can lose to anybody. We can beat anybody. We can lose to anybody. As far as your question, Anthony, I'm going to be pissed if we lose. That's it. I, I, I never take it, take, take it well. I just never take it well. So that's what am I going to do? I, I, uh, I think if we lost Tuesday after not sleeping Tuesday night, I would wake up Wednesday and be okay with it probably. But past that, I'll be pissed if we lose. I mean, to answer the same question, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be pissed if we lose to Monmouth uh, or Hampton. That would be terrible. Um, we can't lose those guys. Uh, you, you need some. You need to build some momentum going next year too. I mean, if we lost to Wilmington, I'm, I'm not going to be happy. But at the same time, as long as we play well, or at least you know bring a reasonably decent game, um, and we just you know fall a little short with, like Leon said that you know we're we're down two point guards here, right? Like this is not a full strength team. We don't have a point guard. Um, and Spiker even said on the uh, the broadcast too, we're down three point guards because we don't have Blake. Uh, not on the on the uh, press conference. Sorry, not the. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, he's, he was saying Blakeney was our third point guard. So we're actually down four. Uh, we're down to our fourth string point guard, which is Yame, who really shouldn't be running point. Um, Yame had three assists in the month of February yeah. playing the point. Yeah, he's just not meant to be bringing the ball up like he is. I mean, I think he can create a little bit. Like, I think some assists have been misses just by other people that he that he's possibly had. Um but he shouldn't be bringing the ball up. He shouldn't be, you know, initiating offense. Like the guy's more made to get to the hoop um, and not have to worry about all that. But, you know, being down these guys, like tempers my expectations a little bit. Um, And just, I think from numerous years of, you know, watching bruisers teams down there, uh, I'm used to the team not showing up at all at times. Uh, Just like they forgot how to play basketball in, in some situations. And looking like a complete mess. Um, hasn't been as much of a spiker, honestly. I think we, the results have been better um, when we've gone down there. We've pulled some upsets and won some games. Um, so, But I, I want the team to show up. Like, If you play hard and you lose to Wilmington and just a battle, you know, I won't be too upset about that. If we beat them, I'll be really happy. If we beat them and go to Hofstra, I don't, I don't know if we can beat Hofstra with, down the guards that we are. They have too many guards. They have some you know, quality bigs. So uh, any further than beating Wilmington would be icing on the cake for me. I'm trying to remember, did we, were we playing Yame very much when we played Hofstra? Yeah. Or was that right before he started playing? He did play a lot versus Hofstra. I mean, that was the game. That's the one he he didn't really shoot well. He didn't shoot well at all, but he had free throws. So he still had, what, eight points, I think, Dan? Is that? Yeah, it's six for six on the free throw line. Caveat about that game, right? We had that game, and then we had the Wilmington game was the next game on the schedule. All eyes were on Wilmington. I think that they were okay. I'm not saying they were okay losing to Hofstra. But Zach Spiker, he didn't put in Dean Wong until there was, what, like 45 seconds left on senior night? All right, he took out Amari Williams with eight minutes left in the Hofstra game. Good point. They they knew what they were doing up there. They were looking forward a little bit. I think if, it was, if that game had ended up being competitive – 
Um, they would have stuck with it, but ultimately they knew they were outgunned. Uh, they knew they were banged up. And I think that they were, they knew the importance of their next game. So I'm not reading too much into our trip to Hofstra. Um, I'm just not, I don't know how many minutes Amari played in that game. Uh, I do it's in front of me. 23. Um, Coltrane played 23. And Yame played 24. You know, this was a, they got 20 minutes out of Garfield Turner, 15 out of Kobe. They, they, they went a little bit deeper this game than they have in, in many others. Um, and I think it was with reason because they knew the importance that the UNCW game was the buy. So not reading into it too, too far. That said, um, my Hofstra note is this one, and this is where I will get on board with you guys. Aaron Estrada goes down in the George Mason game for them. He's at the next two games after that, which is Purdue. They probably weren't going to be Purdue at Purdue, uh, even with Estrada. But then they lose to UMass. Um, he comes back for the South Florida game, which they lose. That was his first game back. If he doesn't get hurt and they you know, win three of those, which is not crazy, they are what, a five-loss team right now right behind Charleston with two of those losses being to St. Mary's and Purdue. I mean, they're, they're on about their bubble team. If they don't lose those games, um, their wins aren't as good as, as Charleston. Charleston would still be in front of them, but yeah, they played well this year. They played well this year. And if they were a high major team who'd had one of their star players go down for five games, everybody would be rushing, tripping over themselves to exclude those five games from their record. You know, that's not the world we live in down here in the CAA. Um, but yeah, Hofstra's good. Hofstra's really good. And I think Dan too, like Aaron Estrada, just, just, I know he's really good regardless, but he just seems to kill us. I, I don't know if there's something about our defense, that mid range jumper of his just, he pounds with over and over and over and over again. It's like, we can't do anything to stop it. Um, and they've got, you know, it's not just him. I mean, uh, I saw an interview with Speedy Claxton and he was pushing uh, Tyler Thomas for first team all CAA too, um, which seemed a little strange to me. And I went and looked at his, you know, conference only numbers and he's he's right there um like points wise so um i mean yeah like strata has other players besides just <laughs> just him and dubar killed us last time too so they, they've got guys um and we just it's not a matchup for us i don't know if they're the best i mean maybe charleston is the best team in the league but as far as matchups goes i i don't i think they're the hardest for us i, I tend to agree with you um brian mole when we recorded the other day um, agreed with you on Thomas has him in front of either Towson guy uh, on his first team. By the way, uh, on that pod, just a, a little teaser, but Amari Williams was was a unanimous first teamer. I, I expect that he will make that the first team this year, which would be good. He's certainly deserving. Um, pulled a stat the other day, Amari in uh, box plus minus, which is actually a legitimate stat 30 games into the year. Um, he's number one in the conference. Um, so we, we are, you know, right up there with any, any team in the conference when he's on the floor. Um, all the more importance of keeping him on the floor, which is going to be a challenge over four games, three games, whatever it ends up being. But, yeah, I mean, he didn't play a ton at Hofstra. be a different game if we get to face him again. But for me, I'm tuned up for a rematch against Wilmington. I, I, I really hope we get to see it, Leon. I hope we get to see it. And if we do, I think it's going to be a really fantastic game. It'll be one of the better games down there. Wilmington usually draws well. Hopefully, we will bring some supporters from the local alumni base in D.C. We'll have a little bit of atmosphere. Um, the, the good draw is basically any team that can draw well is in this early bracket. So the arena should be at least a quarter f- full um, for that uh, opening session. It's, listen, Drexel's going to have a tough road of it. 
no doubt. Um, but I'm excited to see what the new look dragons can do. And in particular, if we get Justin Moore back, um, I, I'm not optimistic. We haven't seen him in, in a few weeks now, but hoping for the best, hoping for the best. Cause I think he would make it a very different situation for this team. If you can put Yame at the two. Uh, so Coltrane Washington's last rodeo rides into DC. I'm excited. I'm excited to be down there. It'll be my first time since COVID. So um, good to see everybody get together and hopefully just hang out with as many people as possible. So um, let's turn around and turn it into a makeshift CA tournament edition of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Bill, you'll go last, as is ritual at this point in time. This is terrible, but okay. We'll let uh, Anthony go first. So, Anthony, we're going to do a little structure this time. So, for your good, we want to know who you think is going to win the tournament. For your bad, we want to know when do you think Drexel will lose? When's our last game? And for the ugly, have some fun. What do you got, Anthony? Okay. Uh, Well, for the good, I'm going to have to ride with Hofstra. I think they're the best team in the conference. They are on a, what, three, six, nine... 11 game winning streak. Uh, so that's, that's pretty good. And they, you know, we didn't play them at the deck, but they, they, to me, they looked like, uh, the best team in the conference, uh, pretty much. And they ended up tied with Charleston. Charleston lost to them at home in their only meeting. So I'm going to go with Hofstra to win the whole thing. Um, as far as Drexel, who I guess I can't have them going past the semis since I have Hofstra winning the whole thing. Um, do I want to be a realist or do I want to be optimistic is the question. Um, I'm going to say that we bow out on Sunday to Wilmington. Um, I'm going to try to be as real as can be. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I hope we can beat Wilmington. We definitely have a chance to, I think. Um, but my my heart says Drexel can get to Hofstra in the semis and then they'd lose then, but um, my head says they'll probably lose to Wilmington, especially with how banged up we are. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough with Yame running the point, assuming Justin doesn't play, and him having to do that several games in a row without any days off in between. I think it's gonna be tough. So I'll I'll go with Drexel bowing out in I guess the quarterfinals. Uh, to Wilmington and for the ugly um, for the ugly, I'm going to go with the first round or the second round. Generally, those are some ugly matchups. I mean, William and Mary Elon, North Carolina, A&T Stony Brook. I mean, come on, people are going to pay money to watch that. That's that, that game over game over game. Uh, I, I'm I'm disgusted that we even have to include ourselves in the four games that are taking place on that Saturday. <laughs> Part of me is happy that I'll be in the warm confines of the DAC watching the women hopefully clinch a uh, a regular season title I- instead. Uh, so I'll go with I'll go with that, and that doesn't even speak to Friday with the tickle fight, the pillow fight, whatever you want to call it in the first round. So I'll go with the, the Saturday slate generally is my ugly. That Friday game is so bad. And they played at 2 PM. It's a 2 P like 2 PM on a work day. Like if you thought nobody was going to show up, let's just make sure nobody shows up. 
I like the way they did that. They didn't want to have to pay guys to work the concession stand. So well done by the league in minimizing cost uh, and attendance. It gives them more rest, though, to play us. That's not good. They should play at 8.30, so they only have 12 hours off. I, I don't actually think the time between games is either Hampton or Monmouth's biggest problem, um, but it's, it's a fair point. Um, I'll, I'll take this next, and, and I'll say um, my good or my champion, I, I will take Charleston. I'll take the college Charleston. Um, for my bad, the Drexel loss, and this is all going to build up beautifully. My Drexel loss will be on Tuesday night to Charleston, and that feeds my ugly wonderfully because my ugly is going to be once Drexel wins on Monday and there's late game Monday night and the University of Delaware has already upset Towson and whoever else they play and it's Towson against Charleston Bill rooting for Delaware so we get them in the title game instead of Charleston will be my ugly that's it I'm going to be watching him I'm going to be laughing at him I'm going to make sure Marshall's on a zoom with him it's going to be great certainly if those were the teams Bill, I know you're going to sell out. You're going to root for Delaware. And that is my ugly. I think I was already rooting for Delaware. I found myself rooting for Delaware again, sadly, um, on the women's side. I forget who they who are they playing this week that we needed to win from them uh, just to put us uh, in sole possession of first, I think. So I was kind of Stony Brook. So I was pulling for them in that. <laughs> um, yeah, but no. I, uh... Bill is recording this wearing blue headphones that I have to tell you are more blue head blue than they are Drexel blue. So just in case anybody's wondering that. <sighs> now I have to go spray paint my damn headphones. This is a mess. Now, Leon, in, in what appears to be a wonderful navy blue and gold hat, um, <laughs> what uh, what are your good, bad, and ugly for this tournament? Uh, I think uh, I'm going to gonna bite off a little bit of what Anthony said. It's going to win. I, I got to go with Hofstra. I, I do because I, think they are, I, I do think they're one of the best teams in there, and I, I do like the style of play that they have. So I, I got to go with Hofstra for the good. I think they're going to win the tournament. The the bad, we we bow out. Uh, I think we make it to Sunday. I think we take out UNCW, uh, the revenge after our double overtime loss to them. And part of me, my my pick for Hofstra also is just because of the year they had where they won the tournament and didn't get to go anywhere. I think this makes up for it this year. So I, I think they're going to have used that as an extra momentum to kind of push them through. Uh, to winning the tournament this year and actually going to the dance. Uh, for the ugly, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm having a little bit of difficulty with ugly. So maybe after I hear Bill's, I'll come back to my ugly. Go ahead, Bill. All right. Well, for my uh, good, I'm going to have to pick Delaware to win this whole thing. <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with uh, – I'll go with Charleston. Just, I, I think to split it up between Hofstra and – Charleston, I don't know who else to pick. I mean, I'd like to pick us, but I, I just don't think of the point guards that we're gonna we're gonna make it that far. Um, so I'll go with Charleston. Um, I think they probably are the best coach team in the conference, and they just have a lot of guys who uh, can compete. And like having that many players over the course of uh, you know three games that you need to win, their their depth can uh, help them take home the championship. How far we're gonna go? I think we'll probably lose to Wilmington. Um, I'd like again. I'd like to say farther, but I hope we just come out and compete against them. I think we can beat them. Obviously, we beat them before. This isn't like a matchup where I, I don't think we can win. I, I just without if we get Justin Moore back again, it might be a different story. But without without Justin Moore, um, I, I think we'll struggle against Wilmington to 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 take home that game. 
Um, and my ugly is going to be uh, somehow Yame uh, going back to the bench. Um, I'm not sure how Spiker will do this. Um, really hoping this ugly doesn't come true, but that would be my ugly. We're playing offense, defense to start the game, and uh, Yame's got to sit. Leon, can we get a clip? Can we get uh, the bill saying that the good is, is Delaware winning as a clip and drop that into the Slack channel, please, so anybody can use it at any time? <laughs> we can in no way get creative editing here. I think that's going to be the stinger for when we, when we open the episode. It's going to be just Bill talking talking up Delaware as the. The only thing I was thinking with that comment is if I make this comment and Delaware somehow wins, I'm going to be oh fully blamed for this. I will be fully. Oh, blamed. absolutely. We're going to get we're going to get uh, Bill a lawn sign for his ha- house. It's going to say like Drexel basketball. Hate has a home here. Like it's going to be great. It's just run that back. All right. Uh, any other thoughts as we uh, head down to DC? Pretty excited. Take the team down. Make it easy. You guys heading down Saturday? I think, uh, Anthony, you said you weren't planning on it. I don't think I'm going down. But, yeah, Dan, you and Bill are heading down on Saturday. Yeah. Not to not to necessarily go against my picks, but I, I, I uh, train down Saturday and back Monday, before the game Monday. So <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I do have uh, an exemption to drive down Tuesday night should we get there. But uh, so I've I've planned someone ahead. The only game I'm definitely missing is the Monday. Yeah, if the miraculous somehow happens, then uh, I will make the trek uh, on Tuesday night for the game. But uh, barring that, I'm probably going to miss this one. All right, this is my plea. I will wrap this up because we talked about this offline a little bit. But deck pack it doesn't sound like it's staying the night. I know for a lot of us, we got our attachment to the program and, and our memories from these trips, from from being together and that kind of camaraderie. Of, uh, of hanging out at the hotel and, and being with our, our friends and classmates and cheering on the Dragons. Um, something I hope folks look at and uh, make right next year. Um, it's, it's important. It is just, it's a, it's a rite of passage. It's a, a way to keep people involved in the program, not just in the immediacy, but, but long-term. So let's, let's sow the seeds, make sure this program reaps its benefits that it deserves over a long time and get people involved again. And part of that is, is stuff like this. So that's uh, that's my really ugly. And with that, we'll, we'll turn it over to the folks in D.C. Uh, Bill, I'll see you down there. I'll be talking to you all along the way. And I look forward to um, an emergency Tuesday podcast, okay? All right. Have a great week, everybody. Let's go Dragons.